October is here. That means the NBA season is just about ready to tip off October 24th, first day of the season this year. If you haven't already, sign up for Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code JNR. That's promo code JNR and receive up to a $100 deposit match absolutely free when you sign up. Sign up and take advantage of some of the specials. If you haven't taken advantage of them during the NFL season, you're missing out. I only imagine they're going to have something similar during the NBA season. So sign up and find out today. That's promo code JNR. Check out the podcast description for the link. Welcome everyone to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I am joined by Ronnie, aka Troy Bolton of East High Wildcats. How is it going, Ronnie? <laughs> I'm doing good, Jonathan. How do are you, you get that reference? I do not at all. What is that from? Oh, you don't. My my kids have been watching High School Musical. So Troy Bolton was the long-haired. Uh-huh. I think Zach Efron played him. Was the long-haired basketball star of the East High Wildcats who sang music. And- <laughs> This is how you're starting the podcast, really. This is how I'm starting the podcast, yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, you're you're a Disney fan. I'm a Disney fan. It just made sense. Well, you know what? I surprisingly haven't watched that movie ever in my life. I mean, is that surprising to you? Because I, I haven't. Should I should I watch it? No, I've I've never watched it either. The, oh, okay. the, the wife and the kids watch it. I hear the music that comes on on the Disney Serious channel. Thank God, because like, oh, I was gonna have to talk to you about doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who else likes Disney besides you, me, and and the children? Uh, who? Robin Lopez. Oh, he yeah. He apparently collects Disney memorabilia, and the reason I know that is that I, when I'm at work, sometimes I listen to like true co- true crime interrogation interviews on YouTube, yeah. and it jumped away from all the murder and and terrible things, and it was about this guy who stole an animatronic from Disney Disney World and sold parts of it to Robin Lopez. <laughs> All right. Interesting. So apparently he showed up, he contacted Robin Lopez, showed up with all this stuff in the trunk of his car. And Robin Lopez is like, this stuff isn't stolen, isn't it? And the guy's like, no, no, it's all good. He then paid <laughs> over $8,000 for a bomber jacket, headphones, and a green hat from the buzzy animatronic from the now defunct Epcot uh, Wonders of Life Pavilion, I think it was called. Okay, so, so some sort of robotic in Epcot that I don't, I don't know who that is at all. It must be a long time ago. I mean, ago. he's a nobody. It's, it's closed forever ago. And it was just sitting in, in ruins, essentially. But this, this kid that worked there, he wasn't a kid. He was in his 20s. Stole it, like literally just cut it out, took off the animatronics clothes and sold it to Robin Lopez. Huh. How much did he, did he say how much he paid for it? He said he paid over eight grand. Eight thousand dollars for an yeah. animatronic. Wait, and you you <laughs> said it was get, no, 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 no. He didn't get the animatronic. He got the clothes of just the, the animatronic. clothes. Eight thousand dollars. No one Holy knows crap. who the animatronic is. The animatronic is worth estimated over forty four hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Uh, and he is still missing to this day. So Buzzy, wherever you are, we miss you. <laughs> uh, maybe Robin Lopez bought you too, but he just didn't reveal that to the police. He eventually did return all of the stolen merchandise. Um, and yeah, so there we go. Robin Lopez, big Disney memorabilia collector and accidentally, or maybe he knew what it was getting into, bought yeah, some right. stolen Disney animatronic clothes. Yeah. Let me back up for a second. So you said it was in somebody's trunk of the car and they opened the yeah. trunk and he's like, is it stolen? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's is this solid, legit, Robin. man? Yeah, yeah, it's legit. <laughs> I mean, anytime something is in the trunk of the car and worth like $8,000, yeah, it's stolen. Yeah, no, it's stolen. So uh, you and Robin Lopez have Disney fandom in common. I don't think you yeah. have any Disney memorabilia, though. I don't, I, I don't have, I have some just for the kids, but so you know what? I don't when, have a lot. When I was last at Disneyland, um, they were tearing down Splash Mountain. They're like literally tearing it down, right? And I was like, man, I, yeah. I almost have the urge to like go back in their trash bins just to get a piece of like the the side of the rock or the side of the mountain. I think that'd be kind of cool to have in my own house. And you could sell it to Robin Lopez. So, yeah. yeah. Or maybe you could it's get like one, maybe the rabbit's head or something like that. Maybe one of the animatronics <laughs> too, you know, or a rabbit. Flip. Maybe. I feel cool. like they reuse those. I don't know. They did uh, reuse them. Ronnie, yeah. hit us with the news. Yeah. I think you kind of started Please. off. So that was, that was kind of nice. Thank you That's, for that. <laughs> that was like 2018. That was a way long time ago. But okay. it's with the relevant, the recent, the current news, if, if there is any, as this off-season is very quickly coming to an end. Right. Yeah. I'm actually going to go through it really fast because there's not much. So the Jazz, they're dropping their purple retro jerseys for the 50th anniversary season. You could check it out on Twitter. It's just, you know, the regular purple jerseys that they used to wear. The Knicks promote... Gerson Roses to Senior Vice President of Basketball Operations. Uh, he had served as a team consultant with the franchise for the past year, and he's 45 years old, previous employed by the Houston Rockets, so they they, they uh, yeah, promoted him. Uh, Magic Johnson, he said he's opening he's open to owning the Knicks if the opportunity ever came up. I just kind of thought that was part owner, interesting. Isn't he currently part owner of the Washington Commanders? I don't know. Is he? I'm not sure. I, I thought that was kind of interesting that he would want to be the owner of the Knicks when he played for the Lakers his whole life, but... I think he just it, likes money, and if <laughs> he has an opportunity to buy the Knicks... Well, didn't you say last time, like, the the Knicks... Like, he wanted to be drafted by the Knicks or something like that, but then... That doesn't this, ring a bell. No? I think the story went, no. like, he, he, he ended up playing for the Lakers, and then they, they kind of, like, made him an offer that he couldn't refuse, and once he was there, they, like, sold him on it, and he was like, yep, I'm a Laker for life, you know? So, instead of playing for his... I think the Knicks is, might be his home team. I'm not sure though. Could be making okay. all this up. Anyways, he, he is he is partial owner of the Washington Commanders, the NFL team. So I imagine if that were to come true, he'd have to sell his share of the Commanders in order to purchase at least be involved in the group that purchases the Knicks. But yeah, okay. You think he would? Good is that like conflict of interest or something? What's that? I just don't think he has the the money to oh, own just part to be able to both teams. afford it. I yeah, gotcha. I, I think okay. you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And then the Warriors, they're finalizing a, a deal to bring the WNBA team to the Bay Area. Um, kind of thought that was interesting. Uh, last time the WNBA had made any changes on the team or had expanded is in 2008 when they added the Atlanta Dream. So kind of interesting. Not really, though. Okay. No. I don't <laughs> I think they're profitable. Like, yeah. I still think they lose money every year. So it's weird that they would want to add teams. But Right. You know, I mean, I don't know. There seems like they're trying to get involved with that. I don't know why you would, but. It did seem like the WNBA got a lot more coverage on ESPN, though, which is really weird because nobody watches it still. So I don't know why. I, think I suspect with the TV rights, they NBA says, "Hey, we'll give you a cheaper rate, but you gotta you gotta air some WNBA games too." And they're like, "Ah, right." That's kind okay. of what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, and then the Warriors—they're selected to host the 2025 All Star Weekend. So that's pretty neat. I mean, they're you know they won those championships. They got a good crowd around there, so that'll be nice to have the in, in that arena. Um, and then Kai Jones, he's uh, he's gonna miss the Hornets camp indefinitely. It says 
um, to the personal reasons. So it was really weird because on Twitter he starts saying all these weird things that he was he was saying like he's better than Lamelo Ball and Brandon Miller and said he would even beat LeBron James on one on one. Just just some weird things that he's putting on Twitter. And then they're like, "He was this guy's on drugs. He doesn't know what he's talking about." It's just some weird stuff. And yeah, the Hornets basically are like, you "Don't come to training camp right now. We don't want you around That's here." So kind of weird things going on and and. And you know, with uh, in Charlotte too. So I don't know. I just I thought that was a weird side. I throw that one in there too. But that's it, Jonathan. That's all I got for the news. All right. Well, preseason camps have started. There's actually preseason basketball in just a few days. Uh, with that comes injuries. So we are going to start talking about some of the injuries that are happening across the NBA. And we got a couple. So Ronnie, you want to go ahead and kick us off with some of the yeah. uh, recent injuries? Okay. So from the Wizards. Landry Shamet, he went to Wizards, and so did, um, <clears throat> oh, what's his name, Gafford. Yeah, Daniel Gafford. They're going to be sidelined for two to four weeks. Uh, now, for different reasons, Shamet, he's expecting it's two to four weeks because he broke his big toe. I tried to find information on how he broke it, but it doesn't say. They, they just, there's no, it is really weird that, that that doesn't show how he did it, but anyways, he broke so his big toe business, somehow. business, Ronnie. I know. It's just like, why don't you just tell me that he stubbed his toe, like kicking it around the house or something like that? Stepped it's had to be something like fell. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Gafford, though, um, he's going to be sidelined because of an elbow injury. So it kind of stinks that like right off the bat, you know, they're, they're going to miss two guys too. And then this news came up on my feed. Draymond Green is expected to miss four to six weeks with an ankle sprain. He also suffered that during a pickup game as well. So uh, these guys need to be more careful in their pickup games, I think. I mean, it happens. Basketball is a contact sport. You get hurt. Yeah, I know. Do. But in a pickup game, you know, I mean, calm, calm, calm down. Just like have fun. <laughs> just, like, you're playing way too hard if you're getting hurt. Yeah, one that just happened today was Damian Lee. He has a meniscus injury. He's p- expected to miss four to six weeks uh, if he goes mm. the no surgery route. If he opts to have surgery or requires surgery, it's going to be three to six months. So that is kind of a big deal for Suns. He's obviously not a starter, but he is yeah. a he's a rotation player that that gets yeah. some time. So he's big coming off the bench. He's huge coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it does. That's not one I want to hear about. Oh well, we we have some good backup players though, so it will be okay. Yeah, a lot of trades, including some involving the Suns. The big one has finally happened. So let's shift over to signings, trades, and waves. And if you have been living under a rock or you've been on vacation, you haven't heard, the Damian Lillard trade has officially happened, uh, not to the Miami Heat, which I think surprised a lot of people. Um, When did this, what was your knee-jerk reaction to this trade? So it was a three-team swap. We'll give the details in just a second, but just when you heard it was Damian Lillard going to the Bucks, that was the headline. What was your knee-jerk reaction? I was surprised, and also I was like, oh, crap, the, like, they must have gotten rid of Giannis or something like that, you know? And then <laughs> no. I, I see that they added to that team. I'm just like, God, this team's going to be undefeatable. Like, you, you, can't, you can't defeat this team now. There's just there's too many good players. So, yeah, you got the point guard who's unstoppable so and then Giannis okay. who's unstoppable in the center. So, yeah, very surprised they went to the Bucks, but worried now. Yeah. So this trade involved three teams, but a fourth one was sort of involved in the aftershocks of this trade. And we'll talk about that in just a second as well. The big piece... Damian Lillard, he leaves Portland. He is now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. The Trailblazers get DeAndre Ayton from the Phoenix Suns. Yes, the Suns were the third team involved in this deal. 
Uh, Tumani Kamara from the Suns. Drew Holiday from the Bucks goes to the Trailblazers. He doesn't stay there long. They get a 2029 first round pick and they do two first round pick swaps with the Bucks in 2028 and 2030. So that's the first part of it. The Suns, as we mentioned, DeAndre Ayton leaving the Suns. The Suns get Grayson Allen from the Bucks, Keon Johnson from the Blazers, Nassar Little from the Blazers, and Yusef Nurik, Nurkic from the Blazers as well. So three teams involved. And Nasir Little. I said Nasir Little, didn't I? Oh, did you? Nasir Little. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't hear maybe it, but maybe you did. You never talked to me. <laughs> I, we just talked we'll, to a wall. Well, listen to the tape. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will, Ronnie. Uh, so that's that was the first part of the trade that happened. DeAndre Ayton, I think we all kind of felt he wasn't longed to stay on the Suns. I don't know how I feel about what they got in return for him. And we're going to talk about yeah. more that a little bit more later, but... You never were a DA fan. He's now gone. Was it a sense of relief for you? Or or what, what was your initial reaction hearing that DeAndre Ayton was involved in this trade? As soon as I heard it, I, I texted everyone I knew. I was like, we finally got rid of Ayton. I was so happy. So heck yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to be rid of him. I just feel like he, he was too, he just couldn't hold on to the ball. And I was just sick of hearing it, sick of watching it. And yeah, we just need someone who could just hold on to it and just rebound. Okay. He, he's he. I I don't want him on our team. He's a really good offensive player <laughs> when he has a ball, but he could barely hold on to it, and he just stares and looks at the rim when I want him to rebound the ball. So yeah, bye. And now he is a Portland Trailblazer. So yeah, still yep. in the West. Still in the West. He didn't go to the East. It is nice to see an All Star player in Damian Lillard go from the West to the East after we saw so many players from the East come out West. So. True, yeah, was, I didn't think of that. That yep. was kind of nice. Not like Portland was a serious contender or anything, but it is nice to just get them out of here. Get those guys yep. out of here. So I mentioned Drew Holiday. He was sent over from the Bucks. Uh, I thought that was a really good pickup for the Blazers. He's a good two, one of the best two-way guards, I would say. He plays defense. He's okay offensively. But almost immediately the reports came in that the, they have no intention of keeping Drew Holiday. They're going to try to trade him out of here. And they found a buyer actually today, October 1st. Drew Holiday is joining the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are sending Robert Williams III and Malcolm Brogdon, who was probably the sweetheart of fantasy draft last year. Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Robert Williams III, and two first-round picks, a 2024 first-round pick and a 2029 first-round pick to the Blazers in exchange for Drew Holiday. So again, the rich get richer in the form of the Boston Celtics. They uh they got a loaded roster now, and right. it's 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 crazy. They once yeah. Drew Holiday was made available, I think they they went all in. They wanted this player on their team. They just gave up Marcus Smart as part of the trade, so they lose a defensive point guard, and now they get a defensive guard. I don't know if Drew's a true point guard the, the way, even though I, you could say Marcus Smart wasn't a true point guard either, but mm-hmm. they definitely did some some good work in replacing him. I. I'm sad to see Malcolm Brogdon go. I thought he was a fun young player to watch. Uh, that's yeah. probably why the Trailblazers wanted him. Yeah. Yeah. You got to trade some value, right? But yeah I, yeah, I gotcha. But yeah, now they got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Harford, Christoph Perzingis, and then they added Drew Holiday. Like their weak point was Derek yeah. White as their point guard. So then you just yeah. <laughs> upgraded that. So I'm I'm scared. This team looks so good and they're projected now to win the championship by DraftKings. And Are they, they? I, was, I was wondering. I didn't see the yeah. impact of that. That's... That's a good pickup. 
It's such a scary team now. I can't believe it. Like, yeah, overnight they went from like, I think they were probably fourth or fifth place to, to like first immediately. You know, they were protected oh, yeah. to win. So one of the things that I thought was crazy, because anytime stuff like this happens, you hear rumors and most of them are just ridiculous. The most ridiculous, I don't know if you have any rumors that you heard that you want to share, but the most ridiculous one I heard is that the Suns were interested in Drew Holiday. And it's just like, where is he going to play? Who are you, you going to sit Beal or Booker to play Drew Holiday? No, we have yeah. too many guards on this team already. Too many all-star no. guards on this team. It was just silly. So that was the most ridiculous rumor I heard. I don't know if you heard a a silly one as well or or not. But I uh, heard one from Butler. He was claiming that there was tampering after the Bucks acquired Lillard. So he was like, NBA, you guys need to look into the the Bucks acquiring Lillard. You know, there's something going on there. So that was kind of the most interesting thing I saw about everything. So. He's, he thinks something's going on, but I don't know what it is and what the tampering might be, but something might be happening. So I'll just, we'll have to see if anything comes of that. Yeah, I think he's just upset. Yeah. That he didn't yeah, get he the wanted to play with him. Wanted. Yeah. Yeah. He might be just venting. Yeah, who knows? But I don't know so, what. I wish I wish he would say, he was like, I, I, heard, I heard from somebody. You know, it's not from me or not from and whoever. It's not t- but, I mean, it was a trade window. I mean, there's no, how do you, it's not like it was the, I don't know. I don't understand how that could be tampering. Other than the fact yeah. that we reported last week, right, that the Blazers weren't even taking the Heat's call anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what they see as tampering is that they kind of shut them out, but they're not given the best deal. They they have no reason to talk to them. That's silly. Yeah. So let's go through. You know, let's. Well, I, I just real quick, I just want to note that uh, it was interesting that after all these trades and everything, all three of these teams, like they kind of, they improve their standings uh, for championships. You know, they, they all, they all improved. Except for after Drew Holiday left, you know, then the the Blazers actually oh, dropped sure. a little bit. You yeah, know? that so, makes sense. But I just I I love seeing that like everyone improve for this trade. So that, that was really cool to see that. I I like that. Except for the Heat too, of course. They went from <laughs> a plus eight fifty to a plus twenty two hundred. So oh wow, they're like out of the running pretty much. So that was kind of yeah. interesting to see how far they dropped too, just because of that. But yeah, I never seen a like a three way trade where it improved all the teams. Usually one player gets stiffed. So that's what I want to talk one, about. One is do you know DraftKings thinks that all these teams improved, but let's talk about that and see if if that's true. So the Bucks they gave up multiple draft picks, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, and they get back Damian Lillard. Do the Bucks get better as a result of this? I mean, heck yeah! Why wouldn't they? Like I said, they have the most unstoppable point guard in the league, and then you have the most unstoppable center in the league or power forward, you know, with Giannis. So heck yeah, I, you're not going to be able to stop these guys. I I, well, I think I think you will be. So my my take on it is yes, they got Damian Lillard, fantastic, but they gave up Drew Holiday, who's a fantastic player. They gave up Grayson Allen, who is a good depth player, and mm-hmm. they gave up a first round pick and some swap trades as well. So their future is impacted, right? They're not going to be able to draft. Yeah, they have less trade potential. I I. I, I, I see what you're saying. I do think it makes them better in the short term, but I think in the long term, it's not going to make them better. You got to hope that this convinces Giannis to sign an extension. What if he doesn't? Yes. What if this isn't enough for him? Then you are just a huge loser in that sense, right? If, <laughs> if Giannis doesn't stay, you did all of this. You gave up all of this for essentially Damian Lillard, and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot. And it did seem like that was probably the angle that they were going at too. They just want to make sure that they get him to sign with the team another year. So yeah, I, I agree with you. That's that's probably the reason they did all this. They're, they're like okay, their starting lineup. I just want to go over that: Lillard, Cunnington, Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. 
I that's a good love matchup. that starting yeah, lineup. That's a good yeah, lineup. that's that's. I mean, that against the Celtics, you know that that yeah. that's going to be a, a good uh, Eastern Finals right there. So I know it's going to yeah. happen. There's there's no way it's not going to happen. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, unless there's injuries, of course. Like if Dame gets hurt or Giannis gets hurt again, he did got hurt last year. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll be exciting let's, to watch those two teams. Let's talk about the Trailblazers. They get DeAndre Ayton, Tamuni Kamora. They get Malcolm Brogdon, they get Robert Williams III, and they get two draft picks from the Boston Celtics as well for that Drew Holiday trade. This team, I think, got a lot better as a result of this trade. They lose one player, yeah. but they get DeAndre Ayton. You know, I'm, I'm actually hoping that DeAndre Ayton has a, a change of heart or he learns, I don't know what he needs, but... Maybe just a new environment is all he needs. He has so much potential. I think his ceiling we haven't seen yet, and I hope he does get to show that in Portland. Malcolm Brogdon, very talented young player. I think that they are going to be better long-term. I think in the short term, they're going to be about the same. I feel like I when I first saw it, I was like, ah, Aiden, you know, you're going to the Trailblazers. You're going to suck it up there right now, you know? He's not good, but then I started thinking about. It, I was like, you know what? There's nobody there to take his points away from him. So as long as he could pull the ball and score, he's he's probably going to look amazing. And then he's probably going to pick up, get picked up by some team on some amazing contract in the future because he's the only one on that team that's yeah. going to be able to score. <laughs> so I'm a little worried about that. But how is it going to work with end, him and Robert Williams? They both play the center position, right? It yeah. seems like. I don't know if one of those guys are going to get traded. I mean, I, I suspect that's probably not going to happen. Well, I can see teams being interested in Robert Williams, though. Yeah. When I've seen two centers get together that are good, it, it usually works better than if, like, two point guards get together. Like, it's better to have bigger guys uh, in your Minnesota team Minnesota Timberwolves low, are on the call. They want to uh, provide some comment I know. I was thinking that as I was saying it. I was like, except for that. <laughs> that was, like, the one exception. It seems like it didn't work out for them, though. But I've seen it work for other teams. <laughs> So when it works for other know. teams, you have a center that can actually handle the ball. Neither one of these guys are have great handles. So That's true. Eh, Good point. We'll see. Yeah, because yeah, they, Aiden can't handle anything. No, he can't. <laughs> I'm just so all. happy I don't have to deal with that crap. I would so much yeah. rather play against him than have him on my team. I'm just so happy. And then he goes from like a team that's like a playoff contending team to like <laughs> barely making the playoffs. Like he's gonna yeah. be lucky if they don't end up in last place. So I'm happy about that. The Suns, they get Grayson Allen. Keon Johnson, Nassar Little, and Yusef Norkic. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I think the Suns got worse as a result of this trade. I know really? the DA hate. I know, yeah, I do. I still think DeAndre Ayton is better than Yusef Norkic at the end of the day. And I think that this is just going to show that vulnerability when they go against these teams that have strong, dominant centers. I think DA matches up better against those guys. And I think ultimately in the short term, this is going to hurt us more than anything. Grayson Allen, I don't, you know, I don't like Grayson Allen. He, I, <laughs> I think he's, uh, he disappeared in the playoffs. So I guess you could say the same about DA. But Grayson Allen is just to me, he's not, he's not going to see much time on the court. I think like he's what, the fourth guard, maybe the fifth guard on this team? Maybe. I'm, but he's so impactful defensively that he might be on the floor with these guys at least like one of the first ones off the bench for sure because he he shows up on defense and that's his big impact and you see that with other people like dylan brooks you know he's not that great of an offensive player you see that with the uh, patrick beverly he sucks at offense too but they're both good at defense yeah that's important too 
PJ Tucker was another example too. So I, I think Grayson Allen is like one of those guys. He's just really good defensively. You want him on the floor de- defensively. And he has like four other insanely good guys to pass to. Maybe so, not with... The only thing I'm worried about is uh, how, how you said it. Yusuf, Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic is how I say it. Nurkic, okay. <laughs> I, Nurkic, yeah. When I see him, I, I do worry about him facing off against Aiton a little bit. But then I start thinking like, well, as soon as, as, soon as Aiton gets the ball... Nurkic would just slap it away and that would be good. And then he'll actually be fighting for the rebounds while Aiden is staring off into the distance. So I'm okay with it. I, I think it's going to be really good for the Suns. I disagree with you. I think okay. this actually helps the Suns defensively and rebounding wise. I think it gives them more depth. Can't argue with that. I yeah. just think we're missing, you know, we're, we have the big three for sure. And I just, yeah, we'll see what happens. Obviously we'll see what happens. That's, that's all we can do is wait and see. I just I feel a little a little worried. I don't think it was a great trade for the Suns, but I do think they had to move on from DA. But part of me thought, you know, hey, a new head coach, he's not going to have the the head, you know, him and and Monty aren't going to be banging heads anymore. You have a new coach, right. maybe that will inspire him. Maybe that you just need someone to kind of help him and and direct him and, you know, maybe maybe that was Chris Paul and now with Chris Paul gone they're like, yeah, we we don't have anyone that has the patience for this guy. Maybe that's that <laughs> yeah. was part of it, but I was I was optimistic about DeAndre Ayton being a son, uh, and that's obviously not the case anymore. So yeah, sad. Well, Suns are are now ranked to to win their fourth, according to Jeff King. They're fourth plus six hundred. Okay. So uh, I I like that spot right there. Those Bucks, so that, Celtics, Nuggets, and Suns. That brings us to the Celtics, who acquired Drew Holiday from the Blazers in exchange for Robert Williams the third, Malcolm Brogdon. And two first-round picks, one in 2024 and one in 2029. Does this make the Boston Celtics better? Yes or no? Hell yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> like like I said before, their weak point was uh, White. You know, he was he wasn't that great of a point guard, but now they're replacing him with a world champion point guard. You know, he won a championship with the Bucks earlier in the in the couple of years ago. So yeah, there's a perfect upgrade to them. I mean, they have the perfect team. I think this is a, a championship team right here. I mean, it's it's either going to be them or the Bucks. Absolutely. So, who is the starting center of this team? It's going to be Al Horford, I suppose. I suppose, right? That makes well. It has him as a point, the power forward, and then Giannis as a center. But I think those guys are interchangeable. No, 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 no. I think it, it's we're, actually we're talking, supposed to be. About, the... We're talking about the Celtics. Giannis is not on the oh, Celtics. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> I don't know how I got that mixed up. So they have Kristaps Porzingis listed as the center when I when I. So here's correct. Uh, I don't know what line. I don't know what. This says Derek White is the point guard. Drew Holiday is your shooting guard. Jalen Brown is your small forward, power forward, Jason Tatum, and Kristaps Porzingis in your center. That's kind of small. That's a small small matchup. I think Al Horford sees some time probably at power forward and center over the course you know, of the rotation. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Kristaps Porzingis is a true center, especially when you have big centers. in the. You're going to meet them in the playoffs, right? You're going to meet uh, Joel Embiid, and you're going to meet potentially Nikolai Jokic. I don't know that Kristaps Porzingis goes well against those guys. That's where you had Robert Williams, who was just the big-bodied monster who who could right. go toe to toe with those guys. Yeah, and he could replace Robert Williams could replace um, Horford as well too. They could be on a he could be on a floor at the same time as Porzingis. Well, they could. They could but do something like Robert that. Williams is now in Portland, Ronnie. Oh yeah, my bad. Oh, See, my I'm, gosh, still, I'm, guys, still, I'm, every, look, I'm still I'm still I'm looking at every week. 
This is. I'm looking at this old one. This see, it's this just happened, so it's like it's not updated all the way on all the websites too. So I'm sorry. If I'm looking only at this we had depth chart. About it. <laughs> My bad. I hate you, Ronnie. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> so I guess in closing, you you think every team has gotten better as a result of this trade? That's very rarely do we see a a win 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 as there are four teams, including the Celtics, as part of this aftershock. I, I do have some concerns with depth for the Bucks, and I think the Suns added depth by losing star power. I have some concerns, but I, I, I would agree in the end, this probably works out well for all four teams. Yeah, I will agree with you. And I don't know if you heard this too, but the Bucks also signed campaign to a one-year deal as well too. That just happened today. So campaign was released by the Spurs. I did not hear that. That so that's again perfect perfect timing, Ronnie. Signing straights and waves. Campaign, former Phoenix Suns, traded to the Spurs at some point for somebody, right? Was it the Spurs? Yeah, I, I think it was. It doesn't yeah. have all the details on that. Yeah, it doesn't on my matter. End. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's now with the Milwaukee Bucks. So congratulations to him. Any other signings, trades, waves? I think that's all I have. The Dame trade was uh, was huge because we all knew that that was coming. So it's nice to finally oh, see that come to fruition. I do have one more. Uh, two more. <laughs> okay, the Clippers, they signed Primo after NBA issues. Remember that four-game ban for detrimental conduct? Nope. Remember that guy, Primo? Okay, so Not he was playing for the Spurs, right? His name was Josh Primo. Um, oh, he okay. had. Yeah, it was back in October of 2022. He allegedly exposed himself to a woman, and then an investigation happened. So now the Clippers said, hey, we'll take a chance on you. So they All signed right. him. So they're going to sign him this year to a two-way contract and see how that works out. And then the Warriors are signing veteran Rudy Gay to compete for a final roster spot, too. So the 17-year right. NBA veteran Rudy Gay to a one-year deal. So that's pretty neat. I'm, I'm glad he found his spot, a spot on a, good, on a decent team, too. You know, I like Rudy yeah. Gay, so good for him. Good for him. Let's move on to our week five team recap. We're going through sets of teams each week to talk about what changes they made, what questions we have as far as, you know, did they do enough or what problems are they going to run into? And then ultimately what we predict will come from this team. This week we are going over the Dallas Mavericks, Utah Jazz, Indiana Pacers, Pacers, whew, Indiana Pacers, and Washington Wizards. Um, you want to start in the West? Yeah, well, yeah, these are the teams that just missed the play-ins, right? So these four teams, these they are were the 11th right, and 12th right place the teams. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll start with the Mavs here. So um, they were 38 and 44 last year. They were 11th in the Western Conference, one spot away from the play-in tournament. Um, now, first, Do you this think, is the first... Hold on, hold on Go one ahead. second. Do you think... This team, because I think they absolutely are, are are the the catalyst behind this this load management rule change that we saw. No, I think the Lakers are. Do you really? Oh, I think it's a hundred percent the Mavericks. They intentionally really? missed the playing game, so they didn't have to. They, they could keep their protected draft pick. That's true. Yeah, I remember That's when my, Jason Kidd was quoted yep, all that and everything, yep. saying that they it was came came down from the higher ups. You know, the the Mavericks. Luca played like ten that. minutes yeah, in that, that game, and Kyrie yeah. suddenly couldn't play. And oh, wouldn't you know it? They finish eleventh, even though all they needed to do was win out, and they certainly had the chance to do that. So yeah, I. I mean, honestly, uh, it's a problem throughout the whole entire league. I mean, it wasn't it just is. the Mavs. It wasn't just the Lakers. I remember seeing Booker sitting on some games when he really shouldn't have been too. You know, so. It's just all over the place. So I, I'm, I am glad they made that change. But so they, 
this was their first time not making a playoff since Luca joined the team. So my question to you, is Luca washed up? Is he no good anymore? <laughs> Luca washed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. No, he's still the man. Unfortunately, I hate him. So the players that they left, uh, the players that get they got rid of is David Burtons, Reggie Bullock, Justin Holiday, JaVale McGee, Frank Nitalinki, <laughs> Christian Wood, Theo Pinson, McKinley Wright. They got rid of all of them, and then they added Seth Curry from Brooklyn, Richard yes. Holmes from Sacramento, Derek Jones Jr., Chicago, Joe Weiskamp, Toronto, Grant Williams from Boston, and then they added Greg Brown, Dante Exum, Mike Miles Jr., rookie, Oliver Maxence, Prosper, rookie, and Derek Lively, the second rookie. He was actually the 10th draft pick. Um, I'm sorry, so this team had the 10th draft pick. They picked Carson Wallace, the guard for Kentucky. And then traded him alongside with David Pertens to the Oklahoma City Thunder in exchange for the 12th overall pick, Derek Lively II. But, and then Jeff Kings have them ninth at plus 2,200. So, ninth overall, you, you said? Th- yeah, ninth okay. overall, yep. Okay. Um, I do want to just so- real quick say that. You said Seth Curry. I know it sounded like Steph Curry. Seth Curry yeah, it's is Steph, Steph Curry's Curry. less talented younger brother. Yep. Yeah, they added him for Brooklyn. Yep. Not not New Jersey, Brooklyn. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. You got it. <laughs> You're doing it, Ronnie. So, I, I, do you think that this team got better? Do you think that they're actually going to make it? Because now they, like I've, you've said it before, they actually have time to practice with, with Irving and I don't know, just uh, maybe they're going to get that chemistry together and maybe they made the right moves. I, I don't care for this team. I don't, I don't think they're going to do any better than they did last year. I don't know. What do you think? I, the two questions I had was, did they do enough to rebuild their depth? As they completed this Kyrie trade, they gave away a lot of their depth strength. And I think that's yeah. what really hurt them down the stretch is that they're just bringing up these guys to get minutes that didn't really – didn't really have any business playing uh, those quality minutes in the NBA, especially for a team that was so close to making the playoffs. The other right. question I have is, can Kyrie and Luka coexist? The honeymoon phase is over. We saw that at the end of last year, right? They they didn't always agree. They sometimes would refer to each other when they shouldn't. They It, it was a little ugly. Uh, so yeah, I, can they coexist and, and can they win? Uh, ultimately, I think that this team will be better. I think they intentionally lost games this final year towards the end of the season. So I think they will be better. I think they will make the playoffs. They will not be a high seed. They're going to be in the bottom of the this playoff bracket. But I do think that they will win more games and that they will make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely a, right on the border still. Their starting lineup is Kyrie Irving, Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Grant Williams, and Dwight Powell. That starting lineup looks pretty good. They look like they'd probably be like eighth place in the playoffs. Maybe they'll they'll definitely reach the play-in this year, I think. But yeah, yeah that's about right where I think there. they'd be as well. Yeah, yeah, right Nothing on the bubble still. They might be able to play in. They might lose. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't see them in there. All right, let's talk <laughs> about the Utah Jazz. They finished the season thirty-seven and forty-five. 12th in the West. Uh, I did the ins and outs. I do it a little bit differently. You you say everybody. The only name that jumped out to me yeah. was John Collins, but do you want to do the, the full rundown? Yeah, so they got rid of Udoka Azubuki. He went to Phoenix. Damon Jones of Cleveland. Vernon Carey Jr. Rudy Gay. Juan Toscano. And then they added John Collins from Atlanta. Romeo Langford from San Antonio Spurs. Omir U7, Miami. Uh, Keontae George. He's a rookie. Joey Hauser, rookie, Bryce 
Sensaba rookie. And then Taylor Hendricks, he was from Central Florida. Um, he was actually one of the draft picks. Um, they ended up the what twelfth with the twelfth draft pick, and they got wait no they ended up no they got the ninth pick forward Taylor Hendricks. They added him. <laughs> That's I started the heck out of that one. Sorry, but yeah, they they had the ninth draft pick and got Taylor Hendricks. Okay. So I don't know. I, at the beginning of the season, they were in first place, right? They yeah. ended up making Danny Age like super frustrated because I thought they're going to throw the season <laughs> away because they got they rid wanted, of all uh, these amazing players, you know. Yeah, they got rid they, of. Uh, they traded Rudy Gobert. They traded yep. was it Donovan Mitchell as well as yep, part of the exactly, team? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we predicted they're going to throw the season and try to get Wembenyama, but then they were first place, and Danny Age was like, "What the hell? You know, I thought we were going to yeah. throw the season so we could have a chance at him." But <laughs> they ended the up twelfth place. Did they slow yeah, they, it down after a hot start intentionally? And really, we right. haven't seen what this team is capable of? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but that, and that was my, where I got all mixed up. They ended up 12th place, not the 12th pick. They got 12th place and got the ninth pick instead of the first pick. So yeah. are they better off, though? Like, did they get better? I don't, I mean, their starting lineup is Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markinen, John Collins, and Walker Kessler. That, to me, seems like a, a 12th place team, I would say. Personally. Yeah, I my prediction that I wrote down here was, you know, I have no idea. Uh, maybe 41 and 41. Maybe they finish 500 and they get a couple of extra wins this year. But this isn't a playoff bound team overall. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. Does 41 and 41 get you in to the playoffs? It, it did this year. It got you into the play-in game. Right. So maybe yeah. that's their ceiling. But I don't think they will finish over 500. I think that's probably their ceiling, this, this and, roster. And and I said 12th. I meant like 12th place, not overall, but 12th place in a Western Conference. DraftKings yeah. has them at 23rd at plus 25,000. So Which is about 12th place in the pretty West. Pretty yeah. close to where we have them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I don't I don't think that they could do anything to really save this team. Laurie Markkinen's a really good guy, though. He's a good player. So, I don't know. Just I oh, feel they like they kind of shot themselves in the foot. They, yeah. they have a lot of draft picks, too, that they could use, right? They collected all those. So, I think this yeah. team is just going to take some time to they're kind of in rebuild mode and... Um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll see them back in the playoffs in like two or three years, but it's going to be a while. That's right. Let's move out east to the Indiana Pacers. They finished the season 35 and 47. They were 11th placed in the east. Uh, Ronnie, what do we have for the ins and the outs? Yeah, so they got rid of O'Shea Brissett. He went to Boston. Chris Duarte to Sacramento. They got rid of George Hill. They released James Johnson, Gabe York. And then they added Bruce Brown from Denver, Obi Toppin from New York Knicks. They added Jordan Bell, Craig Sword. They were free agents. And then Ben Shepard, rookie. Oscar Chishibiwa, <laughs> rookie. I'm sure that's exactly how you say that name. Isaiah Wong, rookie. And then Jaris Walker from Houston. Um, he was the seventh pick. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So this is a weird one, too. So they had the seventh round pick. They actually selected Bilal. Kolibali from France and then traded him to the Wizards for the eighth pick forward Jerry's Walker. So kind of weird that they did that. Do that crap. It doesn't make any sense. Draft the guy you want to yeah. draft at seven. Unless that exactly. doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I don't know why they did that. It's just really weird. Let's see if it works out for them, I guess, but I don't know. But you get see it. every so, yeah. year like they trade spots yeah. like two or three. It's like you were there, you could have taken the guy you wanted. Yeah, like know. they just it's, it's like buyers or Mars or something immediately. Yeah. I don't get it. Who knows? <laughs> But yeah, DraftKings has them at 26 overall. They're at plus 30,000. Yeah, that kind of sounds about right. Their starting lineup is Tyrese Halliburton, Bruce Brown, Ben 
Matherin, Obi Toppin, and Miles Turner. You know, that team doesn't seem too bad. I think that's probably a little low for this team. But I don't know. What do you think? I but So my question is, can they stay healthy? Can they mesh? You have a lot of new faces here. Uh, most of them got here last year, so it's not too bad. But like Bruce Brown... He's a new he's a new player that you, you expect to be. I think you'd listed him in the starting lineup, at least contending for a starting spot. I yep. think they will be better. I think they will be a playoff team. I think the East has gotten a little bit weaker, especially with the Nets, you know, doing a lot of changes. Uh the Raptors, I don't think, are gonna be very good. I, I think that they will be in the play in game at least and potentially in the playoffs. Yeah, like borderline, like like just oh, yeah. like the they're 12th not competing place in with the, the 76ers like they, or the Celtics or anything like that. No, no, no. Yeah. But they're going to be a lot of good... towards the bottom of that playoff bracket. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like the Pacers have no direction too. Like it looks like they don't know what they're doing with their team. So they're, they added all these players, but they're not very good. And it's just, I don't think anyone yeah. wants to go to Indiana and play for them either too. It's tough. I think that makes it tough for them. Yeah. It's, do you remember that one year? It was like, when was it? Like probably like 10 years ago now. When they had these this monster team that looked really good, and all of a sudden it just fell apart for no reason, and then they got rid of all these good players. They haven't been good since then, and that was about. I 10 think that years was ago. like Victor Oladipo's prime with that team, like before he got injured, was when that team yeah, was maybe. like. Yeah, legit. there was a really big center on that team who just like I forget his name, but he was like the best center in the league at the time, and all of a sudden they like just went to crap when they went reach a playoffs. Like he didn't do anything, and then they pretty much just released him after a couple of years. And he's well, that nothing was the now. Team, so, no, that was the really... team that had Paul George, uh, yeah, George Hill, that was one. Danny Granger, Lance Stevenson. Yeah, that was a that was a good team. Yeah, ever since then they just haven't been able to pull anything back together. They've just been struggling. So I don't, know, I don't see anything happening for these guys in the future either. They're not set up at all. I don't know. They just they look bad. Twelfth place in the East. <laughs> That's what my, my prediction is. <laughs> They're staying put. Let's yep. talk about the team that actually was 12th place in the East, despite having the same record. That is the Washington Wizards, 35 and 47. Um, this team looks completely different as a result of this offseason. Yeah. You you probably have the full list, but there, you know, I just grabbed the big names when I do my little through and through, and there was quite a few names on this list. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go over it real quick. Ken, they got rid of Kendrick Nunn, Jay Huff to Denver, Isaiah Todd to Memphis, Quentin Jackson to Chicago, Monty Morris, Detroit. Christoph Porzingis to Boston, Jordan Goodwin, Phoenix, Bradley Beal to Phoenix. Those are huge names. Yeah. They added Jared Butler, Oklahoma City, Tyrus Joan from Memphis, Eugene Omori, Detroit, Mike Muscala, Boston, Dan, uh, Danilo Gallinari, Boston, Landry Shamet, Phoenix, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Golden State Warriors, Ryan Rollins, Golden State Warriors, Jordan Poole, Golden State Warriors, and then Bilal Kolabali. From the rookie from France I mentioned earlier when they did that trade that trade with the Pacers with Jarvis Walker, so they ended up with Bilal. So, so I don't yeah. I didn't hear you mention Christoph Porzingis, but maybe you did. He also did, left this yeah. team. Okay, so Bradley Beal and yeah. Porzingis, two great players gone. You know, they re-signed Kyle Kuzma, and they're bringing in you know Jordan Poole. Really, is the big name that they brought in. You know, they mm -hmm. originally had Chris Paul, and then they traded him to Golden State. So Jordan Poole, uh, he's the question mark I have for this team. Will Jordan Poole be effective without the Steph Curry safety net that he was afforded in Golden State where I feel like he didn't have to be all that. And when they did count on him, most of the time he didn't show up. And that was okay because yeah. Curry would come in and just win the game for you. You don't have that anymore. You They're expecting more from him. 
I don't know if he's capable of doing that, but they need him to do that if this team needs to be successful. It can't just be Kyle Kuzma. Right. Yeah, and I think along with you mentioning Jordan Poole, I mean, the only benefit to this, I think if you play fantasy basketball, look at Jordan Poole because he looks like the only good player on this team right now. And then what's weird is like, I feel like this team was on the right track when they had, you know, these good big players like Porzingis and Bradley Beal. But now they're in rebuild mode because they lost all these star players. You know, they're, they're an absolute mess. If your best player right yeah. now is Jordan Poole, you're in trouble. Well, I would say Kyle Kuzma's probably their best player. But yeah, they're, they're yeah, probably pretty better? similar. It's yeah. close. So my prediction for this team, what I wrote down is the tank is on. I don't think they're going to be a <laughs> yep. very good team. They are gonna, they're going to be bad. Yeah, I, I just wrote down they're going to be in last place. There's like, yeah. yeah. Yep. There's, there's the worst team like in, in the whole league, probably. And it's, it's, it's tough because the East, I think, is very... Well, the East isn't very open. The top three teams are pretty locked in in the East. But if you're outside of those top three teams, I think you could make four through eight and make the playoffs. There's not a lot there yeah. standing in your yeah. way. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, I, I forgot to go over the starting lineup. Tyrus oh, sure. Jones, Jordan Poole, Denny Avadji, Av, Avdija, Avdija, Kyle Kuzma, and Daniel Gafford. Those, that's your starting lineup. That's horrible. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. It's going to be rough. Uh, so there you have it. Those are the 11th and 12th place teams in the East and the West. They finished just outside of the play-in game, some of them intentionally, and uh, our predictions of where they will be next year. Next week, we are doing the good but not great, and this is going to be from the East, the Nets and the Knicks, who finished, was it 4-5? and five? Yeah, 4-5. and five. And the Cavs and the 76ers um, who finished oh, – they finished 4-5. I'm sorry. I screwed this up. The Net, <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, the Nets, they finished 6th in the East. Okay. Um, the Knicks were 5th in the East. The Cavs, uh, Cavs are and fourth, the 76ers. Okay. And Sixers are 3rd. Yep. yep. Sorry about that. Uh, so we'll be doing those next week. So tune in next week where we'll be doing those teams. But right now, what I wanted to do, uh, we did this before. We did this with a just sort of an NBA redraft. We're going to look at just kind of rapid fire the NBA draft from the year 2000 to 2009. Look and see who was the first round, the first overall pick, and who, with the benefit of hindsight, would we take today, knowing what we know, knowing what their careers are going to look like uh, in these drafts. So let's start with the year 2000. The year 2000, the number one draft pick, the first draft pick overall was Kenyon Martin. Certainly, Wait, can we do that Conan skit where they go, in the year yeah. 2000? <laughs> I love that they did that sketch like well past the year 2000 <laughs> yeah. as well. It's like 2010. They're just still yeah, doing they're it. still doing it. <laughs> I miss that. La Bamba. That was his yeah. voice work. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Kenyon Martin, he was the first overall pick. Certainly had a great career, 15 years in the NBA. I'm not taking him number one overall. I don't know if you are or not. There's a couple of good people on this list. I'm actually going to go with Hidu Turkoglu. He was originally drafted really? by the yeah the Sacramento Kings. He was a foreign player. Um, where was he from? He was from Turkey. I just think he had a solid career at that position as a forward. I just think he was always just that gritty guy. I think he's like fourth most in points. No, third most in points. Uh, he had a second most in assists. He just played basketball, the okay. third most in minutes. He was always on the court. He was always being a contributor. I think I know who you're going to take, but I think overall I would take Hidu Turkoglu because of his effectiveness. 
Well, I saw Jamal Crawford on the list. Is that who you thought I was going to pick? That's what I thought. And I almost took Jamal Crawford because yeah. that dude played a lot of basketball. But Stromel Sift, he's second, though. I really liked him, too. He was excellent, too. But I'm, you know, Crawford, he just had such a long career, and I, I got to pick him. So I got to let you know about this, too. Like, there was a time when I, I wasn't watching basketball. Like, this year, I didn't probably didn't watch basketball for like five years from the year 2000 to 2005. So okay. if any name pops up on here that I know, they're probably pretty good. So, <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go with Jamal Crawford and Stromile Swift. Those are my, my top well, two Well, you can only right pick there. one. So way yep. to go. Way to immediately break the rule. That's okay. <laughs> We're moving on to 2001. The number one draft pick in 2001 was Kwame Brown. Um, not a great pick, not a terrible pick, but I'm going to stick yeah. with uh, the the foreign guys, and I'm going to take Paul Gasol with the first overall pick. Just inducted into the Hall of Fame, Paul Gasol. He played 18 years. Uh, he's not the only player in this draft that played 18 or more years. So this had some really, really players that just had some longevity. Uh, but I'm taking Paul Gasol. Ronnie, who are you taking? He He's probably the top of the list, but I see Jason Richardson on here too. Joe yeah. Johnson. I'm, Joe Johnson, I'm Tony Parker, also Hall of Famer. Where's he at? What number is he? Uh, he was taken 28th overall. Oh, he's way down there. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. know what? I'll go with Tony Parker. I'll, I'll pick him number okay. one. I need to Tony see him. Tony Parker. Yet. Yeah. Tony Parker, uh, Jason Richardson, Gilbert Arenas, Tyson Chandler, 19 years in the NBA. This was a good draft class. Eddie Curry, you know, yeah. on this draft class as well. So a lot of really talented players. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas taking the, he was on the second round too. 31st overall. That's crazy. Yeah. Let's jump ahead to 2002. Yao Ming was the number number one overall draft pick. This draft class had Amari Stoudemire, Carlos Boozer, uh, Nene. <laughs> I love that yeah. one name, dude. Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> great, great draft class as well. I think I'm taking ah. Uh, this one's tough. I'll let you go first. Yeah. Would one. you Would you change it? Is my question. I don't think I would change it because Yao Ming. He was the one guy that could stop Shaq because he was so big. But then, yeah, I look at Stoudemire, and now he's being inducted to the Ring of Honor for the Sun. So would I really pick Yao Ming over Stoudemire? I think I would, because when he was healthy on those short years that he played in the league, he was one of the best centers in the league. I, I probably would go with the Yao Ming. He was like the, the last big guy in the league that was good. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I'm taking a different big guy that was also pretty good. Uh, that's Carlos Boozer. And I know it's not yeah. the sexiest pick, but he, he just was there he was played a lot of minutes he played a lot of games and he was just a reliable guy in the middle in the center in the center position shot over 50 percent oh. for his career um yeah carlos boozer wait i gotta change my name i just saw a name on here that i didn't see on here before tayshawn prince he is my number one pick he was my favorite player in the nba for okay. quite a long time he won a championship with the detroit pistons too and yeah he's my number one pick that guy is amazing all right there you go 2003 NBA draft. This was the LeBron James draft. And I think this will be a pretty short discussion. Despite some of the very talented players in this draft, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, 100% LeBron James. No questions. Well, let's change this. Who would you pick number two? Because number two is Darko Milicic. We know we're going to pick LeBron James. What would be your second pick? Because there's That's a good Carmelo question. Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good names. Boris Diaw? <laughs> He's no, decent. Yeah. No, I'm not picking you. Uh, Dwayne Wade is who I'm taking with the second pick. I like Dwayne Wade better than Carmelo Anthony. I feel like they're pretty close, but I, I think Dwayne Wade's style is is more the style I would want for my team. 
Yeah. Yeah, Dwayne Wade was picked fifth overall. So yeah, I'm gonna pick him number two. I'm man, Detroit could have had him. Come on, Detroit. It you sucks when Darko? you see that, right? You oh, see the list of yeah. who could have who coulda shoulda woulda. Yep. Yep, I'm going with you, Dwayne Wade too. 2004, Dwight Howard, Superman, the NBA first round pick that year. Um, I mean, I'm probably sticking with Dwight Howard. Uh, maybe Andre Iguodala, maybe Al Jefferson. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with Dwight Howard, I think. E- yes, this draft class, I would. I mean, there's Josh Smith is on here at number 17. J.R. Smith, they're decent, but they're not. I don't think they're more impactful than Dwight Howard no. was for this draft class. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick that too as well. I'll stick with that. Let's move over to 2005 where the Milwaukee Bucks drafted Andrew, I'm going to say his name wrong, Bogut. Uh, Bogut. From Utah. Bogut. He had a great NCAA career, and I think that is what got him to this. But to me, it's a very obvious who the number one pick should have been, and that's Chris Paul. Uh, at the time of the New Orleans Hornets, just he's a Hall of Famer for sure. He has the nickname Point God because of the way he's a true point guard, yeah. and it's it's beautiful when he, especially in his prime, just was so so good. Chris Paul mm-hmm. is my number one overall pick. Yep, I'm not arguing with that. I'm going to pick Chris Paul as well too. Interesting to see that he was picked number four overall. A name that pops out on here is Nate Robinson at 21. He was like the shortest guy in the league forever. But he was a first rounder of 21 overall. That's pretty interesting. I didn't know he was picked that high. That's awesome. Let's move to 2006. The number one overall draft pick is a guy I've never heard of, Andrea Barganini. I don't know if you've heard of him. No. Seems like a terrible pick. For Toronto, huh? Yeah, he was picked number number one overall by Toronto. Uh, Ronnie, who are you taking with the first round pick in this one? I'm looking at the list of players. I'll see if there's anyone later on, but Lamarcus Aldrich was number two, and I'm going to move him ahead of Toronto's pick of Andrea. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's do Lamarcus Aldrich for number one. I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to take Brandon Roy and hope that he could stay healthy in a different Brandon situation. Brandon Roy, who's that? Brandon Roy was so good, but was he, he just I don't even could know that not is. get over the injury bug. But when he played, Maybe that's man, why. oh man, oh man, he was just so fantastic. He ended up retiring after five years. He came back another year, but he could have been. Oh, he could have been so good. It was Boy, really, really unusual sad to for see you him. to to pick a guy like that. Okay, so because you usually pick guys that are like, you know, they they play for a long time. They're young, yeah. you know. They're you, you want to build your 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 team yeah. around and everything. I but, still do yeah. want to build my team around him. I just hope that he stays healthy. Maybe, maybe a different <laughs> like environment. Maybe if you draft it for a different team, yeah. Drafted for better, you never better know, health right? staff. Because I yeah. always wonder about that. Like, what if this guy got drafted by that team? Would he be, you know, that guy? What if Tom Brady didn't right. go to the Patriots and he went somewhere else? Is he even in the league after two years? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I think you're missing a couple of players. There's Rajan Rondo. He's decent. Kyle him. Lowry's on yeah, this list. I, I saw all those guys. Yeah? You're yeah, still picking I'm, him? I'm, I'm allowed to take a, a flyer on a guy. I'm going to pick my flyer for this guy and say, Brandon Roy, fantastic basketball player whose career was cut short by injury. But if I'm taking him number one overall, I mean, this dude that went number one played 10 years. Maybe this guy yeah. gets, you know, he likes the the French fries and gravy in Canada. and He plays a lot better. <laughs> you know what? Like I said, I'm, I'm, Changing it because I went farther down the list. Once I saw Kyle Lowry, I can't n- not pick yeah. him as number one. He's 24th in this draft. Rajan Rondo's decent. He's 21. But yeah, I got to move Kyle Lowry all the way up to number one. 
Right. He's he's gonna be picked over Lamarcus Aldridge. Absolutely. NBA champion Kyle Lowry. Yep. Let's move to 2007. I think this is going to be another pretty no-brainer. Greg Oden was taken with the number one overall pick. Another player that started as a rookie in Portland and was injured, just like Brandon Roy, two years in a row. Something fishy is going on there. Uh, Kevin Durant is the no-brainer, I think. I don't know if you want to do a number two again. Like we did with uh, LeBron's year? Probably. Here. So, well, Greg, Oden, I've got a question. Is Was he a big guy? Was he a center? Is that why? Yeah, like, he was a was center. This, yep. Okay, so this is probably around the time when you had a matchup with uh, Yao Ming, right? Or, and Shaq. They were still in the league. So yeah, this was an arms race. Basically you had a anyone that matchup was with those guys. So it was play. hard to find someone who could actually match up with them well. So that's probably why all these teams are picking these big guys and why they're not lasting. 100%. Yeah. Well, he, he I think, had to have microfracture surgery like during rookie camp like he immediately came in and was damaged good so it was really sad to see him uh for the number two pick if we're going to do that route which i think we should it gets a lot thinner i think i'll probably take al horford just because he's had a fantastic career i haven't even found a second name yet yeah <laughs> My God, this draft class is not good after that one. I still can't believe Durant was picked second overall. It yeah, happens. I, out of Glenn Davis, there's a good name. I would pick Glenn Davis. I was He's in the second round at pick number 35. You would take Glenn Davis over Al Horford? Al Horford? Uh, no. Who's still <laughs> contributing quality minutes to a championship contending team okay i'm glad you're you right I, I would probably pick al horford still but barely you could take i really did barely like davis. baby davis okay yeah but davis you're is crazy excellent. he still plays in the in a big three league too yeah yeah 2008 Noah was good another year they got it right derrick rose was the number one overall pick uh i love that pick i think that's a great pick Maybe Russell Westbrook, you flirt with that if you if you want to, but I, I think Derrick Rose was so dominant during his rookie contract and immediately after that I, I would probably take I would probably stick with Derrick Rose. I'm loading my list. My phone's going really slow. Who else is on the list? Uh Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, um Nicholas Batum, Brooke Lopez, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, you're gonna take DeAndre Jordan. George Hill. What's Westbrook's pretty good. I might pick him. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I I think I would take Derrick Rose, but Russell Westbrook is probably going to be pretty attractive. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Westbrook just because he, I mean, he's the triple-double king, right? You know? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good other players. This is actually a really good draft class. But this is a good draft class, yeah. I, I Yeah, and now you understand Derrick Rose, he won MVP too, right? But They, cha- right, again, he, well, they changed the rule because of him, right? They, yeah. they changed the way rookie contracts worked because of Derrick Rose. Whenever you're that impactful, I feel like you just have to recognize it. So, yeah, Russell Westbrook's a good pick, though. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick him, Russell. Yep, just because he's still in the league right now and Derrick Rose is. Yep, yep. All right, final year, we have 2009. Blake Griffin was the number one overall pick. I don't know how you can look at this list and not pick Steph Curry, who could possibly be the greatest shooter ever. Uh, James Harden is on this list. It's another good draft class, but I'm, I'm going with yeah. Steph, Stephen Curry from Davidson. Okay, just to drive the other people crazy, because Steph Curry was picked seventh. Before that was Minnesota, Sacramento, Oklahoma City, Memphis, and LA Clippers. They could have all had Steph Curry on that team. 
Man, just just let that sink in for a little bit for all those well, fans. <laughs> Oklahoma City took James Harden, who I think you could probably create a solid argument was the better yes. pick at the time. True. And if you look at their their rookie contract years, James Harden probably played better than Steph Curry. Steph Curry had just a ton of injuries when he first got into the league. So I don't think that's terrible. Yep, Some of these them. other guys, uh, Johnny Flynn, come on, who is that? He played three years in the league. <laughs> Never heard but, of this dude yeah. in my life. Exactly. Also, I'll argue against Oklahoma City taking James Harden because they only had James Harden for, what, three years? And then... Yeah, Steph Curry's been in Golden State his whole entire career. So would he have been in Oklahoma City for his whole entire career too? And then all the players would have gone oh, that way and maybe they would have won a championship there instead? That's true. Steph Curry is loyal. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. That is interesting. But so I agree with you though. Yep, he'll be my number one pick. But yeah, James Harden, sure. he does make a good argument though. James Harden is right up there. He's James Harden makes player. a good argument. I'm trying to think. Um, Blake Griffin, you know, he was dominant. In his younger years, before yep. just sort of the, the, the weight of the game. We just he, talked about Drew he, Holiday. Drew Holiday is still a very impactful player. Yeah, I think Blake Griffin was a very good fit for the LA Clippers because they, you know, he teamed up with uh, Chris Paul and everything. And yeah, that was Lob City. So yeah, they changed the... That was just fun to watch. I remember those days. I remember those two together. I love that. The good old days. Yep. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Ronnie, you have anything else before we shut down shop? No, that's all I got for this one. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. And like I said, we'll be back next week. and We'll be doing our good but not great of the East review as well as our Hollywood NBA recast of the comedy Old School. So be sure to check that out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.